0: Good morning, Cathedral of Faith family. Are you ready to praise the Lord this morning? Right right here in the amphitheater, in the parking lot, right there inside, we're going to be praising our God. And you know that sometimes we don't feel like praising God. Maybe we woke up in a certain way. Maybe we don't feel like it. But in Hebrews 13, 15, it says that give him the sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice, sometimes it starts with a little hurting, but then we feel great, right? So I want to ask us all to stand up. We are going to get ready to praise our God. He is right here. John 8, it says that who the Son sets free is free indeed. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm free. Look at your other neighbor and say, look at me. I am free indeed. Are you ready to praise the Lord? Give Him all you got, And we're going to believe God for mighty breakthroughs. Even miracles to take place. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? Let's give Him a shout of praise as we go into the presence of the Lord. Let's go. Woo! All right,
1: all right. Come on, children of the Most High. Let us stand to our feet. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. Lift your worship to the One who fights wins for each and every one of us. Come on. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. Born. When all I see on the mountains, I see you bound to move. And as I walk through the shadows, surround Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go be.
2: All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, I will see the goodness. Close like no other I've known you as a father
3: that means? That God is faithful all the time. He's the same. He never changes. The same God that we read about in the scriptures, story after story, miracle after miracle. This is the same one that's in the room with us right now. We're not just singing about him, we're singing to him. He's in the room. Cathedral of Faith, it's time to lift our faith in this moment. It's time to lift our faith, not just attend and not just show up, but let's lift and extend our faith to believe for the signs and wonders that we read about, to believe for the miracles and the holy intervention that we're longing for. How many need a miracle in the room? Then you should be the loudest in the room. You should be the loudest in the room. Come on, all over the campus, out in the parking lot, out in the amphitheater cathedral of faith it's time to extend our faith call upon the name of the lord and trust and know that the same god we read about is the same one that is listening do you hear that the same one we read about is the same one that's listening right now he's listening to our prayers he's listening to our song he's listening to our hearts he's here in the room and he is faithful he is faithful he is faithful he is faithful faithful. God, we thank you, and we trust and believe that this is not just another fun gathering. We believe this is going to be transformation. We believe that we're going to be restored, renewed, revived in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would do miraculous things in this gathering, and we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, and all of God's people shouted in this moment. Amen and amen. Come on, Cathedral of Faith, how about a thunderous... Ovation of praise for the King. Come on, somebody shout it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And before you're seated, one more time, God is good and all the time. God is good. Amen. You may be seated.
4: Welcome, Cathedral family, and a special welcome to our first-time visitors. If you are a first-time visitor, please scan the QR code, text the number that you see on the screen, or visit one of our team members after service. We will love to connect with you. We have a job fair happening this weekend in the amphitheater. For more information or to pick up some resources, please visit the amphitheater and the tables after service high school and college grads. You did it, yay! We will love to honor you Sunday, June 12th, here at Cathedral. Sign up by emailing info at cathedraloffaith.org. Yay, congrats! Concert for Change is back. That's right, Friday, May the 20th at 7.30 p.m. This is a free concert, featuring Bay Area's best dance crews and worship bands to benefit Life Child Mozambique. You can join us on campus or online for this event. Visit our website at CathedralFaith.org for more information. Well, Cathedral family, that wraps up our announcements for today. Stay connected with us during the week by visiting our website, social media platforms, or calling our front office. We will love to stay connected with you. We are a church where anything is possible and where the love is definitely lived out. Until next time, Cathedral. Bye.
5: Well, welcome to Cathedral of Faith. It's great to have you here. To those of you who are new with us, welcome to our family gathering, to our Cathedral family, welcome home. It's great to have you, whether you're here in the amphitheater, whether they're over there in the parking lot, in the sanctuary around campus, and if you're watching online, We're here to worship and hear from Jesus and wherever you are, he is here with you. Looking forward to all God has today. We've already had a powerful time of worship. You're about to have a really powerful, life-giving message from Pastor Ken. But what, you can come to church today and get the job of your dreams, Whoever imagined that, I wanna encourage you after service to make your way out here to the amphitheater. We have several companies here that are looking to hire you. They'd love to help you find a place for you to belong and fulfill your purpose. So you came to church the right Sunday. You're gonna get blessed. You're gonna receive a blessing from the Lord. You're gonna hear from the Lord and you might walk away with a job. Well, in addition to that opportunity, this weekend you also have an opportunity to change the trajectory of lives forever to make a lasting eternal impact. And the way that you can do that is immediately following service, some of our Cathedral of Faith children's ministry leaders will be in the foyer. You could make a difference whether once a month or twice a month or every week at 9 a.m. We'd love to have you join and make a difference in the lives of our kids here. You are affecting eternity in that moment. So that one day a kid could come up to you and say, Wow, it was in your class that I heard from Jesus for the first time. It was in your class that I made Jesus Lord. It was in your class that I heard God's voice. We hope you'll prayerfully consider the opportunity to be part of blessing this next generation. Well, speaking of blessing, God wants to bless you and God wants you to bless others. So turn to somebody next to you and give them a big smile. Okay, now turn to somebody else and give them a big smile. Well, God does want to bless you. That's his plan and his desire. But here's the truth. He doesn't just bless you so that you can be blessed. The goal is to be a blessing, to bring a blessing, because he doesn't bless you just for you. In fact, I want to teach you one of the ways or one of the reasons why God blesses you. So help me out. Say this word. Okay, I need a little extra help. That wasn't very good. Let's try it again. Say this word. God blesses us to raise our standard of giving. The reason God blesses you is to raise your standard of giving. He blesses you so that you can make a difference and serve and bless others. And thank you to all of you who this past week in your giving, you were able to change lives, to minister life, to impact the nations. Thank you for your generosity. And I want to invite you to raise your standard of giving in this moment. And you can do it by going to our app. You can go to our website. You can text the number on the screen. Those of you who are here, the ushers will be ready to give you uh, envelopes, and at the end have baskets for you to be able to raise your standard of giving. And those of you at home, we're glad to have you with us. You can write out a check and mail it or drop it by the church office. God blesses you to raise your standard of giving because he gave so much. And we're about to celebrate that as we take Holy Communion together. The ushers are gonna be available if you don't have the elements to make sure that you can join with us Pastor Von Irene, and the worship team are coming to help prepare our hearts. He loves us. He cares for us. He gave so much. Cathedral of Faith,
3: as we go to the table of the Lord, could we all stand to our feet in this moment, reverence the presence of God and the table.
6: like
7: Take the elements out and you hold them in your hands. Remember that we were given this sacrament of Holy Communion. So we could hit the pause button and really, man, really examine where we are in our lives. And remember that man, no matter where that's at, that Jesus will always show up there and set you free no matter what. And so the Bible says, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he lifted up to the Father, giving thanks. And he said, this is my body, which will be broken for you. And when you eat of it, remember me. Man, that I can and that I will make things whole in your life again. Let's eat of the bread together. And in the same way, he took the cup And he, again, lifted to the Father, giving thanks. And he said, this is the cup of my sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice that will be given for you and for all so that sins may be forgiven. And when you do it, do it in remembrance of me, that in me and through me, man, you, you can break free from anything and everything that's holding you back. Let's drink the cup of the sacrifice together. Now, let's take this time and let's seal it in the prayer that Jesus taught us himself in the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.
8: Amen. amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you God. Amen. Because of Jesus Christ we are breaking out, breaking through and breaking free. Can somebody say amen to that? In fact, before you're seated, look at somebody and tell them, I'm breaking free. Go ahead and do that. I am breaking free. Amen and amen. It is so good to see you. You can be seated. Thanks so much for joining us today. So glad to have you worshiping with us, whether it's online or on site. We are in this series called Breaking Free. Breaking Free. Unleashing the best version of you. How do you break those habits that are holding us back? And the theme verse for the series, I hope you'll memorize it. It's in Philippians chapter one verse six, and I invite you to read it with me together. Philippians 1 verse six reads this way, "Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Jesus. God is going to finish what he started in your life. Amen. I want to read that one more time. Can we do that again? Let's bring that verse up one more time. Say it with me. Being confident of this. Let's say it again, but this time say it with confidence. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, in you, say that with me, In you, look at someone and tell them, in you, in you, wait a second, time out. I don't know about that, Ken, that verse may be for somebody else, but when it comes to me, I mean, look at me, look at the stage of life in him, you know, I'm not a puppy anymore, I'm kind of an old dog, and you know what they say about old dogs, It's funny, recently I was reminded of my old dog status. I was away at a gathering with 45 pastors from all around the Bay Area. We were together for three days out in Colorado and praying and thinking and strategizing because we believe that God is not finished with the Bay Area yet. Can somebody say amen to that? (laughs) Hallelujah. In fact, can we say a blessing for one of those churches and one of those great pastors? Father, we just speak a blessing for Venture Church. Pastor Tim Lundy, my buddy over there, we pray that you would bless them and that today you would make their campus a focus of your power and your presence in the name of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus. All God's people said, amen Amen and amen. So we were together and one afternoon we could go on an excursion. So a few of us decided to do a mountain bike experience. And now we were 7,500 feet elevation and it was cold. I mean, it was serious cold. It was Tahoe cold, but I was prepared. I had my thermals on. I had three layers on. I had a beanie before I put my helmet on. I had gloves on. So it was crazy cold, but I was prepared. And yet... One of the other members of our biking group, she was not prepared. She was young in her 30s and she did not dress like she should have dressed. She had no gloves and her hands were absolutely freezing. I could see that she was suffering. Now this may be old school, but when I was growing up, you know, my parents brought me up that, well, if you see a damsel in distress, you try to do something, you step up to help out. And so I thought the chivalrous thing to do in this moment would be to offer her my gloves. So I took my gloves off, I offered her my gloves, and this is what she said. She said, no, no, I can't take those from a senior. (laughs) All right. Chivalry went out the door. I made sure I dusted her on the way back to the bike shop. I'll show you, senior. <laughs> it was just another reminder to me that I'm not a puppy anymore. Be self-aware, Ken. I'm more in the old dog stage. And sometimes if you're in that kind of stage with me, you can think, wow, that change and transformation stuff, you know that's fine for those puppies, but Ken, I'm kind of an old dog. And you know what they say about old dogs? You can't teach an old dog. Or can you? There was a television show called Mythbusters and on one of the episodes, they decided to test that out. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? And so they took a bunch of old dogs. Now the dogs in people years were over 50. How many are over 50 and you don't mind admitting it? Let me see your hands. So they took these old dogs and these dogs were stubborn. How many are sitting next to somebody Who's stubborn and you don't mind admitting it for them. <laughs> right? So these dogs hadn't been trained at all. And yet, even though they're old, even though they hadn't been trained, they taught them to sit, to lie down, to shake, to heal. In fact, you won't believe what they taught them to do. Watch right up here. It's amazing.
5: Hey Amen.
2: Am I driving
1: okay? I think we're parked, man.
8: (laughs) What they found out on the program is this. You can teach an old dog new tricks. What that means for us is whether you're a puppy or whether you're an old dog, God is at work in your life. And he's going to finish What he started, can somebody say amen to that? So yeah, what is it you need to break free from? When you think about your life, our lives are primarily made up of the habits that we keep. In fact, there's a best-selling author who's also a blogger, called Gretchen Rubin, and she wrote a book called Better Than Before, How to Make and Break Bad Habits. And in that book, she writes this. She said, habits are the invisible architecture of daily life. We repeat about 40% of our behavior almost daily. So our habits shape our existence and our future. Our habits are our destiny. If we change our habits, we change our lives. So let me ask you a question. What is that one habit? Let's become self-aware. What's that one habit that is holding you back? Is it that you tend to lose your temper, or that you tend to be a worrywart, or you tend to be a control freak, or you tend to have a critical tongue? Or you tend to be an excuse maker or a blame shifter or a procrastinator or a perfectionist. Or you tend to be a social media addict. I read that the average person, this is the average person, they spend five and a half hours a day on their smartphone. They said that if you took that same amount of time, and instead of being on your phone, you started reading books, that you could read 200 books a year. If I read 200 books a year, then my phone wouldn't be the only smart one in the room. I could be smart too. What is it that you need to break free from? You know, next week, I want to talk about strategies on breaking free. But today, I want to think with you about why is it so hard when you want to break a habit? Why is it so hard? Jesus once told a story in the Bible about a young man who comes to his father and says, give me your inheritance. Do you know how insulting that is? That's like saying, dad, I wish you were dead. But since you're not dead, give me What's coming to me right now? Wow. Now, the surprising thing is not that a son would have tension with his father. We've seen that, haven't we? That's a tale as old as time. The pri- surprising thing is that the father gives him what he asks for. I mean, the father could have told him to, you know, I heard about this one older man and he had hearing issues. So he went in, he couldn't hear. The doctor gave him two hearing aids and he had a follow-up appointment in a month. So he came back in and the doctor said, boy, your family must really appreciate that you can hear them now. And the guy said, I haven't told them. He said, I just sit around and listen to the conversations. And I've changed my will three times already. <laughs> I mean, the father in Jesus' story, he could have said, you know what? You're out of my will. You can go pound salt. But instead, the father does something totally unexpected, and he gives the son what he asked for, and now you know where this is headed. The son takes the inheritance, and he squanders it. We don't know how he squandered it. We don't know how long it took him to squander it, but he squandered it. And once he ran out of money and you always run out of money, he found that when he lost his money, he lost his friends. He lost his dignity. And now here he is in a pig pen working with the pigs for a Jewish man to work with pigs. That's not kosher. That's what you call hitting rock bottom. And then we find out that there's a rock bottom below the rock bottom. That it wasn't until he felt the pain in his stomach. We read in Luke chapter 15 the story of the prodigal son. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And that is when he came to his senses. He said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father. It wasn't until he felt the pain in his stomach, that is when he came to his senses. Sometimes we change when we see the light. Most of the time, we change when we feel the heat. Why is that? Next week, we'll talk about strategy. But let's talk about why it can be so hard to change and how the Bible gives us hope, even in that difficulty. The first reason has to do with our nature, our nature. Say that with me, our nature. There's a photographer by the name of Ann Gettys and she photographs children. I found a few of her pictures. They're so adorable. Here's one picture and here's another picture. And here's another picture. Look at this one. Yeah, you know, that's worthy of a, of a, a great big awe. Oh, can we do that together? Ah. Oh. Now, when we are born, this is what science says. Science says we have certain genetics. Now, we're born with certain genetic tendencies, certain genetic predispositions. And if you let your genes take them wherever they want to take you, They may take you toward habits that bring out the best in you, but they also may take you toward habits that bring out the worst in you. So genes do play, your genetics do play, an important part, but not the only part. In fact, Lee Strobel, in his book, Case for Faith, he interviews a genetic scientist, and this is what that scientist said about our behavior and our genetics He said, nothing is forced on us by our biology. The fact is, nothing makes us do anything. No one is trapped. We can all change. Say that with me. We can all change. That's what science says. And of course, that's what the Bible says. The Bible talks about us being born with a certain lean. Theologians call it the doctrine of original sin." How many parents do we have in the room? Let me see your hands. Yeah. Now you may not know anything about the doctrine of original sin, but you have had a toddler and you know that you didn't have to teach that toddler to grow up and be self-centered. It had a way of doing it all by itself. That we have this certain bent, the Bible calls it our sinful nature. We're born with it. And it is like the law of gravity, always trying to hold us down and keep us down. It's in all of us. And yet when we are born again, there's another law at work in our lives, the law of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said that law can enable you to overcome the law of the sinful nature. Just like a plane, the law of aerodynamics enables a plane to overcome the law of gravity. The law of the Spirit, when it's at work in your life, can help you overcome the law of the sinful nature. In Romans chapter 8, verse 2, we read this. Through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free. Say that with me. Set you free. Say it again set you free from the law of sin and of death. Can we give God praise for the law of the Holy Spirit that's at work in our hearts, amen. I'm breaking out, I'm breaking through, I'm breaking free. It can be hard. Another reason is that it can be hard is because of our nurture, our nurture. That when we are born, we're born into a certain family My wife and I were once visiting our son in Utah, and we went to this place where they take you and you can explore your family lineage. It was really cool. And so they even gave me a map, a family tree. Now on my dad's side, there wasn't that much information, but on my mom's side, they could trace it back nine different generations, all the way back to the 1300s in Ireland and Scotland. And you know what I found out about my family tree? When I shook that tree, a few nuts fell out. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. When you look at your family tree and you shake it, what is it that falls out? Maybe anger falls out. You look at your great grandfather and he was a hothead. Your grandfather was a hothead. Your father was a hothead, and now guess what? You're a hothead. <laughs> or maybe your mom. Your mom was a worrywart, and now you're a worrywart. Or maybe your dad. You know, your dad had trouble showing affection. And now you have trouble showing affection. Or maybe your mom. Your mom had trouble well, staying within her means when it came to spending. And now you have trouble staying within your means when it comes to spending or worst of all, when you were growing up, your parents took you to Raider games and now you're taking your kids to Raider games. It's hard to break free from that. It is. Here's the thing. We all grew up in a family and Generation after generation after generation can produce certain kinds of fruit in a family tree. But the good news is this. Because you're a part of the family of God, It doesn't matter whether that goes back nine generations, because you're a part of the family of God, you can break free from that generational curse. Amen? You can break free. You really can. I want you to own that today. Well, you can start something new in your family tree. We see this in the Bible. There was a guy by the name of Josiah, And he came from a long line of losers. Can you do this with me? Let's get interactive. We all know what this means. This means loser. Say that with me. Loser. Well, his family came from a long line of losers. His great-grandfather was a wicked king, a loser. His grandfather was a wicked king, a loser. His father was a wicked king, a loser. He had a lot going against him, Josiah did, but he had God who was for him. And if God was for him, it doesn't matter who or what is against you. And so Josiah took a different direction. He may have come from a long line of losers, but Josiah became a good king. He was a winner. The Bible says this, Josiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And what God did for Josiah and changing the trajectory of his family, God can do for you. I'm breaking out, I'm breaking through, and I'm breaking free. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Now, our nature and our nurture, another reason it's tough to break free, is our volition, the choices that we make. I saw we're Cookie Monster, you know Cookie Monster, he once checked into rehab to try to break out of that cookie habit. But even in rehab, he was struggling. Watch this, and you can see for yourself. Contraband check. What
6: are these? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I, I, I don't know how they got there.
8: <laughs> and even cookie monsters battling. See, what, what happens with our choices is this. When I make a choice and I make that choice again and I make that choice again, I will tend to make that choice again. And every time I repeat that choice over and over, it's creating a neural pathway in my brain until eventually I don't even think about it. I just do what I do automatically and it becomes a habit. For example, let's have some fun. You know, there's lots of ways to experience cathedral here. Uh, You can experience cathedral online. Can we give it up for our online campus? Yeah, let's give it up for them. Thank you for joining us today. You can experience cathedral out in the parking lot. Can we give it up for all the folks that are at the drive-in today? Yeah. You can experience cathedral in the amphitheater. How about a big hand for all the folks in the amphitheater? Yeah. And you can experience cathedral right here in the building. How about a big hand for all those in the building? Yeah. All right. Now you are free. You're free. You're free to experience cathedral any way that you would like to. And yet we tend to go to the same place. Not only the same place, we go to the same seat. There's lots of seats. There really is. And you're free. You know, you're not assigned seats. You're free to go wherever you want. And yet every weekend... Typically, I know, Jessica, you're going to be right there. And, you know, Mr. Heman, you're going to be right there. And, I mean, I can go around and around. You tend to go to the same seat without even thinking about it. And, you know, Rick, you're right there. And then if if you go to your seat and someone's in your seat, then you go get an usher. And you say, what are they doing in my seat? Get them out of my seat. (laughs) Even though nobody's got a ticket, right? Why is that? We just, it becomes a habit. We don't even think about it. Now, the same thing is true in other more important behaviors. Those habits, you know, those choices becomes habits. And then those habits have not resisted. St. Augustine said this. He said, habits, if not resisted, soon become necessity. And that's when we find ourselves in bondage. But again, the Bible offers hope. When Jesus came and he, to this earth and he started his ministry, one of the first things he said was this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor and he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Freedom for the prisoners. Freedom, say that with me. Freedom. That means that Jesus Christ has come through declaration and through power to bring freedom into our lives so we can make different choices, better choices, create different neural pathways in our brain through the power of Jesus Christ that's come to set us free. Freedom! Say it with me. Freedom! Can you see yourself breaking through, breaking out, breaking free? This brings us to the last thing I want us to think about, and that's our enemy. Why is it so hard? Well, there's our nature, our nurture, our choices, and then there's our enemy. The Bible says this about our enemy. It says, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You can't explain the difficulties of breaking and making a new habit without Understanding that you have a spiritual enemy. It's not enough to understand why well, I've got my nature, my nurture, my will. We have a real spiritual enemy that's looking to devour you. He does not want to see you become the best version of yourself. And so he's at work prowling around. And let me share with you his favorite place to prowl around. It's right here. It is. You may leave a service like this and you start thinking, Wow, you know, maybe, maybe it's possible. Maybe my life could be different. Maybe that thing that's been a part of my life for so long, I could break free from it and become the best version of me. And you get out in the parking lot and you get in your car and the enemy starts prowling around and saying, who are you kidding? That may work for somebody else. It won't work for you that has been embedded in your life for so long. It is a part of your persona. It's connected to your identity. You can never be anything else than who you are right now. The enemy will prowl around and try to discourage you and try to get you to give up. He will prowl around sharing his lies But here's the thing, there's an old saying that used to go like this, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. So the enemy may share his lies with you, but you don't have to let those lies build a nest in your head. Instead, you can take the lie, identify it as a lie and exchange that lie for the truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And when the lie shows up, yeah, let's give him praise. Amen. When that lie shows up, you take that lie and exchange that lie for the truth. Don't exchange the truth for a lie. Exchange that lie for the truth. Know the truth. Believe the truth. Declare the truth that my life can be different, that my life can change, that Philippians 1.6 is for me, that God is at work in my life, and he will finish what he started. Amen and amen and amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wow, one of my favorite videos. Well, if you watch it one way, it declares a lie, but if you watch it another way, it declares the truth. Let God speak to you through this video.
9: This is the truth. if you turn things upside down you can't hope for your life to change I would be lying to you if I said that you have a great future ahead that you can recover from your past mistakes that your life could be filled with joy that your children could be safe and healthy more than anything you must know Human beings cannot accomplish these things. And I'm convinced of this because I know you. All you are capable of is failure. You have made a complete mess of your life and I refuse to believe under any circumstances that you can turn things around in the coming years. You may think your life is bad now, but there's more to come. You have only one destiny, and whether you like it or not, this is what is real. I am the Lord your God. You should know I believe exactly the opposite. I am the Lord your God. This is what is real and whether you like it or not you have only one destiny there's more to come you may think your life is bad now but you can turn things around in the coming years I refuse to believe under any circumstances that you have made a complete mess of your life and all you are capable of is failure And I'm convinced of this because I know you. Human beings cannot accomplish these things. More than anything, you must know that your children could be safe and healthy, that your life could be filled with joy, that you can recover from your past mistakes. You have a great future ahead. I would be lying to you if I said that you can't hope for your life to change. If you turn things upside down, this is the truth.
8: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm gonna invite you to stand with me and the worship team's gonna come out and I really want you to lock in on this moment. In fact, take a deep breath. If you would, everybody just breathe with me and just be fully present where your breath is engaged in this moment and allow God to speak to your heart. As the worship team sings a song, quiet your spirit, allow God to minister to you and seal the word of what he wants to do in your life. Pastor Vaughn, would you lead us? If you feel
3: comfortable at this moment, we just invite you to extend your hands Heaven, We're gonna call upon the name of the Lord. Amen.
6: I'm calling on the God of Jacob who's loving those through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the guys.
3: the room God is here the same God
6: you heard your children then you hear your children now because you are the same God you are the same God you answered prayers back then and you will answer now you are the same God yes come on Say it together. Come on. You were providing then. You are providing now. Come on. You are the yeah. Come on. Sing your faith right now. We believe it. Come on.
8: we come honestly and authentically before You. Uh, You see us. You see our brokenness. You see the things that are holding us back. We know Your heart is to release the best version of ourselves into the world. And God, we know that apart from You, we can do nothing, but with You, all things are possible. And so to declare, today we declare Your faithfulness your provision in our lives, and we believe, we own it for us this week, that God, you're at work in our lives and you will finish what you start in Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory and all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. One more time, can we give God praise, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Oh, cathedral, God is good. And all the time. Couple quick things before I dismiss you. First of all, thanks so much for coming out today. It's great to have you with us. And uh, thanks for worshiping with us. Next weekend uh, on Concert of Change, Friday night and the next Sunday, you'll hear a little bit about what's going on over in Mozambique because of the impact of cathedrals. So look forward to next weekend with you. If you need prayer, team's down here to pray with you and pray for you. And don't forget the job fair right outside. So grateful that Uh, The companies are out there today and who knows, maybe part of unleashing that best version of you is connecting up with one of those opportunities. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go on this beautiful day. I love our cathedral family. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know that God is at work in your life And that he will, he will be confident. He will finish what he has started. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray this. All God's people said, amen. Have an amazing day, Cathedral.